absolutely amazing. I'm just tongue tied, just talking about it. Yes, yes, I'm a favorite now. Welcome to the Extraordinary Being Movement, where we inspire you to take action, influence you for change, and motivate you for success. Hi, I'm your host and coach, Len DeCarmite, and I have to tell you, we have an exciting show for you. What we're going to be doing this evening is that we're going to be releasing, relining, and resetting with our special guest. Before I do that, let me introduce to you my two favorite co-hosts, the one and only Fred Martinez. Doing great. Doing great, man. We need that energy. We need to be pumped up because this guest tonight is going to be spectacular. Christopher Shiver, what's going on, my friend? Um, I'm super excited about today because we're going to talk about something that I feel like is at the core and the bane of all life coaching. So let's see how well I do this intro tonight. Our special guest tonight is Teresa Porter. She has worked in the health and fitness industry for over 20 years as a massage therapist, yoga instructor, and an emotional release practitioner. From working with clients, she has seen firsthand how our emotions can be connected to our physical issues. For her journey of working through her own shit. Now, that has a special meaning tonight, more than what you might think. So we're going to be covering that. Her own shit manifested in her own body and her clients and how to overcome it. She has seen people, she has seen how many people lack the knowledge in seeing or making those connections. So Teresa... Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you guys. And I'm excited to be on a platform to be able to educate people the importance of this connection that we're going to talk about. What this show is about is educating and informing people so they can make better choices, make better decisions, and be more resourceful in life because the tools are out there to fix and to fix a lot of things that they might be dealing with, either emotional issues or physical issues. And we're going to be talking about that tonight, how to realign how to release, and how to reset in the world. But before we do that, Teresa, let's talk a little bit more about your journey and how you got here. Would you mind sharing that? Sure. I'll, I'll do a, maybe a slightly longer version than I do when I do stuff like this. Just okay. because I always, when I get into something, there's a why behind it. And I have hmm. a personal journey or testimonial of why I decided to learn that modality. Okay. So in eighth grade, I was in a car accident and I was teeth. I was, we were T-boned and I got really bad, severe whiplash to the point at the time I was a gymnast. I had to stop, you know, I couldn't do gymnastics for a whole year and I couldn't do eighth grade PE anymore because I was in such bad condition. Mm. And so my mom started taking me to all these Western doctors trying to figure out what was going on, you know, trying to help me. And it wasn't until I started seeing a more naturopathic chiropractor that in his office, he had a lady who did iridology. And a lot of people are not familiar with that technique at all. But basically what it is, they read the patterns of your eyes to see what's going on with your body. And then they use kinesiology, which is a form of muscle testing to see what your body needs to heal. So I started seeing the chiropractor, this lady, and her husband was a massage therapist. So I was seeing all three of them. And from going to all three of them from Western doctors, I started feeling so much better. So at the age of being in ninth grade at that point, I was like fascinated by this innate ability that my body had to heal and I was just like a sponge every time I went in I was like question 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 like tell me more tell me more tell me more so by my sophomore year in high school 
I knew I wanted to be a massage therapist. Mm. Well, a lot of naysayers were like, that's not a real profession. Go get a degree. I listened to them for about a year. And then I went back and I already checked the school out. Long story short, I graduated from massage school. I've been practicing for 21 years. Great. Um, and so my other background of yoga is after I had my first daughter, I had severe back pain to the point where I, again, went to these Western doctors and I got an MRI they couldn't diagnose what was going on with my back, but I was in such pain that I couldn't exercise. I couldn't do things I enjoyed doing. You know, being a mom and young, I was like, I shouldn't be feeling like an old lady, right? Sure. <laughs> and um, and so from there, I was just like, you know, yoga, I've heard yoga is really good and Pilates for your back. I'm going to start doing this regularly. And I started going to an acupuncturist um, to help with my back pain. Mm. And so the combination that I kind of came up on my own with acupuncture walking and yoga and pilates like and i started feeling so much better so me i'm always the why like okay why is this helping why am i feeling better and so i decided to go get trained in yoga and pilates that was in 2004 i went to scottsdale community college and i got my teaching certificate there um so like everything along the way that's happened to me i go and get trained in it because I was fascinated by what it did for me. And then the last piece is after working with clients, I don't know, like 15 years in, I just kept seeing like these people that I couldn't help my clients because you know how, how often they came in once a week, twice a week. And no matter what technique I tried on, that physical pain wouldn't go away or that area wouldn't release. It was just so locked up. And so I personally started going to uh, this practitioner for some really intense stuff that came up in my immediate family. Um, There's a family member who was dealing with addiction and it was like breaking up our family. It was really, really stressful. And I didn't know how to manage my emotions. Like it was just so much. And so I went to a practitioner. She was a retired RN and she did EFT. She did hypnotherapy. She did Reiki. And she did this modality called emotion code. Hmm. And from she did a lots of different things with me during this time, but at the time, the ones that stood out the most was emotion code, and I was again fascinated by this modality of I could go in and she could release these emotions by using a magnet and mm-hmm. kinesiology, and I felt so like I just feel like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders, and things that used to make me reactive wouldn't make me reactive anymore, and the people I was holding anger to and frustration to, I could just feel that go away and um so she she told me for years she's like Teresa you need to get trained in this and I'm like yeah yeah I don't have time no she's like you'd be one of the only massage therapists combining these modalities together I was like yeah yeah so finally long story short I knew I needed to get trained in this and I did so this is where I started blending the yoga movement Mm -hmm. with motion code and then you know, other stuff. And I kind of created it into a coaching program to help people make that connection of like, why are you having this physical pain? And is it, how is it tied to emotions? And so that's kind of my, my story in a nutshell. (laughs) No, I absolutely love that. I love the fact that you made a choice after your accident, after your injury to get to dive really in depth into learning more about yourself, how the body works, looking for alternative ways where some people are just like, I'm her. I'm just going to go to the doctor constantly be fed 
pills to deal with the pain or become depressed about it and just kind of give up on life where you took action and from your action, you build a business and, and a new way of thinking it. And, and now you have a new gift that you're giving other people to get out of this pain that they're in, mm-hmm. you know, which is fantastic. And, you know, and you're one of the few people that combines all these different techniques together that makes you unique and special where you can offer more services and a new way around dealing with these pains and these issues people are facing. So that's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, I, I love what I do. <laughs> I can see it. You radiates on you on your face. I know those who aren't watching but might be listening. It's, I mean, it's radiating on her because I can see <laughs> the passion. I feel it. So, yes, it's fantastic when people love what they do. It really comes out. So, thank you. I have to ask you, Teresa. I heard you say this uh, three or four times during your story. I found it interesting. You kept referring to the doctors as Western doctors. What's up with that? Um, so like, so in my field, you know, it's, I've always gone to more natural pathic doctors, even from growing up, like my mom was a health nut. And so I would consider Western doctors, like your traditional medical doctor that you would go to that, right? That's a Western doctor. Eastern medicine is more of like all these alternative methods that I, that's my go-to. Like I'll go get acupuncture. I'll go see a practitioner that does emotional release work before I go to my medical doctor, unless I know I really need to go to a medical doctor. The other thing that I was going to say about the, when you're looking at alternative methods of uh, recovery, there's the, the, on the acupuncture, there's also the dry needling. So that's been very popular now with a lot of, uh, a physical therapist using it with athletes just because then you don't have to do that deep tissue massage work that can go ahead and just move the needle up and down. Now that they're using like a, a low current E stimulation mm-hmm. on it, electrical stimulation. So it actually will go ahead and trigger that muscle. So then you don't have to get into that whole deep, uh, it, it starts releasing the knot out of your particular muscle. The one thing I'm going to say that really that I kind of liked about it because you have tension. When a person is an athlete, um, you get an injury. In your mind, you're replaying that injury that caused that. And what that happens is it causes that tension of that particular injury. Maybe it might be a blown muscle, maybe uh, whatever it might be, that you got your muscles around it, that you're so tense because uh, you have that emotions behind it. So that's one thing that I was just going to reiterate what you were talking about, which I kind of love. Because most individuals don't talk about that stuff. They, all they do is they talk about the trauma on the physical side. They're not looking on the, the emotional side on your mind, how to release that so that you're releasing it here. So then you can release it within your body. Yeah, that makes such a huge difference when people can make that connection, right? So I always tell people when you have something going on, you need to address it from all different angles, right? So maybe you do need to go to a medical doctor a Western doctor, or maybe you do need to get acupuncture, but then you also need to do like emotional release work, like to really get to the root of the problem, help it to go away and not just do a band-aid fix, right? Like kind of attack it from different areas. And then depending on where you're at, what's going on, maybe in different timing, you know, maybe not all at once, but like for a couple weeks, do this and then do this. Then that's where you have to kind of go inward and kind of connect with your body and see what the timing right feels for you. At least that's what I do. Like I kind of, 
what feels right for me right now that I need to do that's going to help me address X, Y, and Z, whatever it is I'm dealing with. No, nice. That's great. Chris, what, did you have something to share? Yeah, so just real out of curiosity, what I'm interested in now is so because because you, you hit on something that I know is happening really big right now in the United States. It's this huge revolution kind of happening. It's happening in Europe as well. And it's people moving away from that, what, what, what we're used to more towards these new alternative ways of healing ourselves. Because, I mean, for me and myself, I believe now a lot of the diseases that we have are purely put there by our own stress, by our own, our own bad habits, our own bad mental habits. And unfortunately, you, like you said, it, a lot of people right now are just putting band-aids on the problem. How do we, how do you communicate with, with, with individuals that, that do not know that the other side, how do you, what do you tell them? Well, if you're, if you're kind of new to this way of healing, this way of thinking, I would say, you know, kind of trial and error, like just go to a practitioner that you, again, recommendation, I always go by recommendation. I don't ever anymore, like just look up someone randomly. I, you know, like I have a network of people I refer my clients to all the time. Like if I feel like it's out of my scope and they need some somebody else to go to, I have a whole network of people that I can refer them to. Um, and when I'm specifically working with a client, I feel like I've worked in this industry for long enough that I'll tell them. Okay, so for instance, one of my clients, he's been a client of mine for probably almost 10 years. He recently had a, a, a major surgery. And he's having all these complications now. And I told him probably back in September that he probably needs to go to like a homeopathic doctor, come see the acupuncturist. So I work in an acupuncture office in Tempe. And I said, I think you really need to start addressing what's going on from the inside out. Yeah, I know you have this physical pain, but you've been in so much pain and you had a lot of frustration around what happened with the surgery because he felt like the surgeon did something he wasn't supposed to. So not only is the physical stuff there, now he has all these emotions inside that are triggering off these other things. Right. And so that's why I told him, I said, you got to really look at addressing this from the inside out. You have all this stuff going on. Yes. You can keep coming, getting massage, going to PT, but you need to do something for you inside because it's triggering and it's contributing to your pain. Um, but as for like, I couldn't give like a recipe. Like if you have this going on, I just would say, do your research. If you have someone you can go to that maybe can address it, ask them for referrals or recommendations and just start doing your own research and like feeling how that feels to you. That's all I can say. That's how I go off of like, how do I feel inside when I'm listening to this? Does this sound right? Or no, I need something else with that. It's not quite the practitioner I'm looking for. What you're saying right there, right there, that is such a big deal because Let's be honest, majority of people, we just listen to authority and then we just do what they tell us to do. What you're doing is like, hey, check with yourself first. Because because the, the fact of the matter is, and a lot of people I feel like don't understand this, like a lot of people in authority, in authority of, of, of places, authority positions, they're still human, right? They're still going the day by day. They're just trying to get there through the day to get their job done. We're all human, and I yeah. love how you're 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 you're, you're telling, giving permission people permission to be like, okay, so does this feel right to me? Because I feel like that doesn't happen a lot. Mm-mm. And even my clients that so this one particular client, he went to one doctor 
and said, he needed surgery. I'm like, do you think you need to get a second opinion? How does that feel? And he's like, no, he's a doctor. And he went for it, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and now he's having, it's been a year and a half after his surgery and he's still struggling big time. And he's so frustrated. He is so frustrated. He finally asked for my acupuncturist contact info, which is huge for him. Um, but he hasn't made an appointment yet. But, you know, it's like it's you got to do your own research. Like, don't just go off what the doctor's telling you. Take what they said, research it, get a second opinion if it doesn't feel good. Like, it's your health. It's your body. Like, you only have one. Most people don't realize that that they're in control so much that they need to there's other alternatives of like other alternatives to surgery there's even uh stem cell most people don't realize that they have a prp that's plasma plasma rich therapy where they go ahead and take your blood out run it through a centrifuge they get the plasma they inject it in to and and then in, on top of that there's a thing called amniotic fluid that they can go ahead and that's basically the 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 i call it the it's the cells from the from the placenta because mm-hmm. uh, I actually had both of those done into a surgical. Uh, I had a, my pictorial tendon. I I tore it. I had it surgically repaired. But when I knew when the doctor told me I tore it, I've already have had surgeries before in the past, and also I've consulted with physical therapists and say, "Yep, you know, you tore it," and and it's like there's no range of motion. So there's things that that you know that you can't do. But the other times there's surgeries that like, for example, some doctors will perform surgery on a 70 year old individual. And it is and it might be a rotator cuff problem that they have to surgically repair it. Mm. And and you're looking at it as a 70 year old. Why would they do that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that I get frustrated with with my clients is people stop becoming their own advocate. Like they just kind of become complacent. They kind of go with the flow or go with the masses rather than really taking charge of their life and figuring out stuff for themselves rather than just going, Oh, well, this person said this is good. Well, did you do your own research and does that feel good for you? Like, don't be like, you need to be your own advocate. And that's my thing is like, people stop becoming their own advocate. I'm like, it gets me so frustrated. (laughs) So, so what yes, do you tell your clients? Yes, talk about that. Yes. What do you tell your clients? You know what? Like the the percentage, I, I hate to say this, but the percentage of people that are, are actually proactive and take suggestions is super small. Super small. Take suggestions. And so I, rare. I've gotten, I don't have a percentage for you. I just, maybe like 10%. I don't know. I feel like it's very small. But I've gotten to the point with my clients that I'll, I'll say a suggestion. I said, I could give you a referral. I have lots of online resources. I have a yoga site. I have all sorts of stuff I could share with them. But I said, I'm only going to share this with you, send it to you, email it to you, text it to you, whatever, unless you're actually going to act on it. I'm not going to waste my time sending you stuff because I spend all this time looking up referrals, sending them information. And like 5% of the time they actually do it. So now I'm just super frank with them. I will only send this to you if you will do X, Y, and Z, but they have to get to a point where they're so low that they're ready to make change because it's easier to be comfortable in doing their habits that aren't serving them until they get to the point where they're like, enough is enough. I'm ready to make change. Oh my God. 
usually it is like you said, Teresa, they've they've hit that wall, they've they they had enough is enough, and now they're willing to change. But usually most of the time they're in their forties and fifties, on average, in my opinion. And it's just like, God, wouldn't it have been just so nice if this was like kind of inadvertently taught to us, you know, at a young age? Because because yeah. I see too many people in their young twenties, their twenties, and they either they're gonna ignore everything around them and just have a great old time and not plan anything. Or they're the other extreme where they plan everything and they work so hard and they're young and they mess themselves up. It's incredible to see. And and then, then they come to you in their 40s and 50s. Yeah. But do you kind of see the thread on both of those spectrums, right? They've kind of lost connection with themselves. They put their head down. They go into the, you know, corporate office, the corporate field, and they just do what everyone else is doing rather than taking a step back and be like, Hmm, is this what I really want? And this, you know, my story of massage school, I'll have young 20 year olds that are going to law school that have come to me doing this. And I could tell they don't like it. And I was like, do you enjoy what you're doing? No, but my parents wanted me to go to medical school. My parents wanted me to go to law school. I'm like, you're the one that's going to be showing up for work every day, not your parents. <laughs> you know, and so I tell them my story, like my dad flat out told me massage school is not massage is not a career. It's not a steady income. It's not a career. I don't think it's a good idea. So, and a couple other people told me that, and I listened to them for a year. And, but before that, I had already gone, done all my research. I researched all the massage schools in the Valley. I went, took tours, and I figured out what I wanted to go to. I was ready to go. And then I listened to that. And so I went to a community college for a year. And then by then I had met my husband and I just couldn't stop talking about this massage school I had checked out. He's like, would you just shut up already and go? Like, just go to massage school. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, since then, my dad has told me several times that he's proud of me, that I've made an amazing career out of this decision. So, you know, but if I would have listened to him, who knows what I would have gone into and if I would have enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's where a lot of people, they go into careers and they end up getting, they're very miserable. So I have a question for you. Knowing what you do know now, if you go to your young 20-year-old self, what would you tell your, your 20-year-old self that you, what you know now? Hmm. In what area of life? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very broad question. <laughs> However you want to answer it. Stop trying to be so good and please everyone else. Mm. I didn't learn that probably to my late thirties or honing in on it now in my forties. Like stop trying to be so good and just do what feels good for you and stop trying to worry about if you're, you know, not going to be liked. So that's a big one right there. That's different. Too many times we, this is, so this is another thing I've seen over the years with my, my um, work people spend way too much time and energy wearing these masks and facades to, to make it seem like they have their shit together all the time. And they don't, nobody does. And so there's something about when people come to get a massage, they lay on the table, people I know, people I meet for the first time and they just start talking and telling me about everything about their life. I don't even ask questions. I'm like, I don't want to know that, but I hear about it. And, (laughs) and it's, and, you know, it's the saying, like, you can't judge a book by its cover. No, everyone has struggles. Everyone has issues they're going through. So why do we spend so much time and energy in acting like we have it together all the time? 
when we could just be authentic with ourselves and with those around us and we could actually be healing more and we could help people more around us. No, and, and that's a great question you pose because people aren't their authentic self. And like you said, they wear masks and they hide behind, you know, who they think they should be when they're not really being true to themselves. And unfortunately, social media has made that worse and amplified it like Instagram, you know, oh, yeah. all, these, all these young ladies, especially who think there is a certain look that they need to have. And, and that's really wearing on people. And it's a shame. Because that is a lot of the majority of, I'll say 99% of it is fake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And the one, so me and being in yoga, like, I created an online yoga membership site, which was not successful, but I've added other stuff to it and I'm adding <laughs> coaching to it. But it was, when I launched it, it was in such a saturated market, like, it was just mm. coming up, like, all this online yoga, right? Yeah. But the people who post about their online yoga, it is not tangible for like probably 75% of the population. Like they have something super matchy and skimpy on and they're doing a headstand and their heads, you know, like their foot's over their head. Like that's like, that's getting more people intimidated by yoga. And my whole mission is to like, yoga is for everybody. There's a starting point for everyone. And it's a matter of like, what do you want to take away from it? How do you want to implement it into your lifestyle to enhance what you already do, not to replace what you do, mm-hmm. that it that it helps everybody. And those type of posts and pictures just like makes more people not want to even try it. <laughs> sure. No, I agree. That is intimidating. And that's somebody who's been doing it for years to have that flexibility and know how to get their leg over their head. Well, I still can't do that. And I've been doing oh, it. Oh, really? Yeah. Years. No. Don't, don't forget the photographer to take that picture too. Let's. Like, <laughs> There's got to be somebody there. Absolutely, yeah. Yep. But Martinez, can you do that? I know you work out a lot. Do what? The yoga? <laughs> put, your, put your leg over your head. I, back when I was a uh, a young little uh, squid. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I I want to I want to hit on something that that Teresa just talked about for a second, and then we 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 got to talk further about. I want to come back to this. Because you said that the people going to the corporate office, they, they, it's, it's these two extremes where they've lost connection. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would love for you to talk more about that. Um, so I see a lot of, you know, people, my clients that are male, female, that are just either in their young 20s or 30s. And they just, you know, I could tell they've just kind of gone on autopilot. So they've either become a workaholic, they don't make time for fun or for them anymore. And so like when I ask them, what do you do to de-stress? I try and hit the gym, but I can tell that doesn't really excite them, right? It's like they're having to force themselves to go to the gym. Like, Mm. what do you like to do? I don't know anymore. Like they don't, they don't know what they, who they are, what they like anymore because they've gotten into, like I said, they, they, they followed the masses. Like I need to go sign up and work in the corporate world and, I'm working 40 to 60 hours a week and I'm so tired. I don't have time for anything else. And then they get married and then they have kids. And I've gone through all that. I have three, three daughters. I've been married for 22 years. Um, I got married young. So I I've lived all that. I get that. But along the way, I've had to make a decision of how do I keep reconnecting with myself to figure out what it is that I want, what still excites me, what do I enjoy doing? And I have to schedule time to do the things that I like. Mm-hmm. And um, 
but it hasn't always been easy like that. Being a mom and working, there's a lot of guilt. Like, you know, how do you find time for you when you're already gone working and you want to spend time with your kids? So that's all the kind of topics I bring into my coaching program. Like, it's okay to say no, and it's a complete sentence. Like, you don't have to explain yourself. Sure. So, <laughs> does that well, answer your question? No, that, that, that totally does. Thank you. So, so yeah. it sounds like you create a safe space for, for your clients where they can actually get some realization, some awareness that I don't know what I want. Because it, 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 it's, I, I, I find that it, it's very prevalent now across the world where it's either work really hard for those millions of dollars and you do what needs to be done and you get up there or it's like this weird yoga fad, right? <laughs> it's like this new culture where I'm elitist because I, I meditate, you know, that, that sort of thing. And so, and so you'd say what you're saying, it's just, it just feels so more, more calm, it's relaxed, it's straightforward, it's simple and, and, and it's really, it's on you. And I love that because that's where it needs to be because because I feel like a lot right now, a lot of people, we just tend to, we're looking for golden calves, right? We're, we're just looking for somebody to tell us what to do and we'll just go along with it. But as life coaches, we know that's not the way. And I just love it when, when, when I hear, um, I love hearing you talk about, Teresa, about, about how this needs to stop. I, I, I freaking love that. Thank you. <laughs> Well, this is the, the pe- this is what I tell people, right? We, we busy ourselves so much between, you know, if you have kids, if you have a partner, work, the, but when we're not busy working, we're busy on our phones. We're busy just skimming stuff that we don't create the quiet space in between mm-hmm. to where we can figure out what it is that we want or figure out what's not working for us. Like sit with that. Like, you know, I'm feeling really irritated. Well, I haven't done any self-care for weeks. Okay, so sit with that. Like, look at your schedule. What do you need to change? What do you need to say no to? So you can come back to, like, doing things for you. But people, this is my pet peeve. How have you been doing? Oh, I'm just so busy. What are you so busy doing? You know, but they're so razzled and they're so frustrated and they're so worn out. Like, what are you busy doing? You don't, you don't seem like you're enjoying yourself. So I stopped saying that because I realized how much it irritated me when I was hearing that. So my response is my life is so full. My life is full. You know, just before this interview, I went and ran my daughter off to soccer tryouts. I had a tag team with my husband. He went, and picked her up. Now he's going to the gym. Like I worked until four, like, you know, it's, it could say my life is busy, but my life is full. No, I love that. It's all in the language that we use and how things you know, show up in our lives. Yep. So that's fantastic. I love that. I love the way you, you, you word that for yourself and your family. That's a good takeaway that people should use to start rewording the things that you say. It can make mm-hmm. a big difference. Make a big yeah. difference in your life. Now, Teresa, I've asked you, I have to ask you about this acronym that you have. S H I T. Yes. What is it? How did it come about? I love it because I know what it means. Or I know you know what each one stands for. Can you share a little bit more about that? So I'm not going to take full credit for it. One of okay. my good girlfriends, I, I did a summit, and she kind of talked about this in her interview with me. Um, my, my summit was called, I did an online summit in June, mm-hmm. and I interviewed 20, 21 high performers, and they told their story of how they learned to unplug from the noise in their lives. Just like I talked about, like creating that quiet space so you can unplug from what's not working for you to become a high performer. So what was their story? So this was her kind of her story. And I loved it so much that I kind of stole it. And I've been working using it in my copy. So I'm not going to take credit for 100%. So stress stands for 
S or shit, sorry. Shit stands for S is for stress. H is for habits. I is for irritation. And T is for triggers. Like we all have that, right? And so how do we manage that? How do we deal with that? And that all comes back to connecting with yourself. If something's triggering you, what are you going to do to get that off so it doesn't trigger you anymore? Are you going to start meditating? Are you going to go running? Like what helps you take away those things? How are you going to create new habits so you're not dealing with that anymore? So that's where I came up with that. I, I loved it so much that it because it really relates to what people deal with. Exactly. No, no, I love it. It's perfect. Cause I, I looked at it, I'm like, oh, this is, she's a, she's a genius. This is fantastic. I haven't seen anything like this, but you know, we deal with a lot of stress in our lives, mm-hmm. you know, and, and luckily there are individuals like you that can help teach people how to get over that stress or manage it more so in their lives and mm-hmm. build those new habits. That's where we and, fall out of place. Go ahead. Yeah, but it's also how you look at it, right? So this mm. is another thing I've learned is I used to feel like my life was so busy, but when I started changing, my life is so full. And, you know, when I'm running my kids around to dance and piano and violin and all of that, like I have a car I can drive them to their lessons. We sure. have the money to pay for them to have these lessons. There was a time in our life when the recession hit in 2008, we lost everything, my husband and I. And that was part of my story. Um, in my summit unplugged that I, I shared my own story of how I unplugged from that time in my life and I had to relearn how to become more conscious and unplug from the things that, Oh, this is going to be this way forever. So there was a time in our life that we couldn't do all of that. We lost our house. Our car was repoed. We were on food stamps. We were on government health care. Like I had to really get quiet and figure out what was going to work for me to get me out of that place headspace so I can create the life that I envisioned. I'm there. But I had to figure out a way to do that. And so that was part of my story of, of the summit. And I was sharing that because a lot of people are there right now with what's going on with COVID. And I feel that like, I remember having two in diapers and not being able to pay for diapers, sure. you know? Um, what was your original question? Am I answering it? <laughs> no, you were just sure. I was just oh, um, raising, yeah. So yeah, like, I was raising what you were saying, and our brother, you know, I was talking about the stress and yeah. So it's how do you look at it? Put a different yeah. perspective on it. Put a different spin on it. Like your kids are healthy, they can go to these things. You have health, you can work. You know, you have a laptop that you can work. Yeah, you might have a lot going on, but you have all these things. So how are you going to reframe what you're looking at? to have a different perspective so you're not as stressed. Correct. And through that, you start building new habits. And I, and I assume when you were going through that dilemma back in 2008, that you had to de-stress, like you said, and then build new habits to mm-hmm. get you, get you to where you are now. Correct. So one of the, yeah, one of the key things I did though, <clears throat> this is where it comes to hiring a coach, whoever you work with. So I had found about this course that this coach was teaching called The Science to Getting Rich. Mm-hmm. It's a book. I don't know if you guys have read it. Yes. It's 100 plus years old, I think. Mm-hmm. And so it was a 20-week course. It was $1,000. And I knew I had to take that class. And at the time, we couldn't pay for anything, right? So how the heck am I going to pay for $1,000 to sign up for this class? I don't even remember how I paid for it. But I told my husband, this is what I'm doing. He was not happy with me, to be completely honest. 
Um, and I started going to this class for 20 weeks, once a week. And I would go and read this book and study this book with a group of people. And this is when the secret was really big. Mm-hmm. And I started learning to those concepts. I was constantly listening to the CDs. That seems like old fashioned, right? <laughs> and, um, and I was constantly reprogramming my brain, but I knew if I wanted to get out of where I was mentally and emotionally, because I was not in a good place. Me and my husband are arguing all the time. We can pay for stuff. Like I was getting really like in a dark place mentally. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I have to do something drastic to get me out of this place. And that's when I decided to invest. And since then I've probably paid 20 plus thousand dollars of working with different coaches, going through different courses. When I tell people that they're like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) But but that's how I've gotten where I am is because I'm continually investing in how I think about stuff, having a different perspective. So if you if you can bitch and complain about where you're at, but if you're not willing to invest, it's not going to change because you need that person to give you those different concepts to those different perspectives and make you implement what you're learning. So when I told some of my friends back in 2008, I was taking this class. They're like, well, how much did it cost? A thousand dollars. They thought I was crazy. But like, why don't you just get the book and read it? Not the same. Sure. So that's, you know, when it comes to it. So that was the key thing that got me out of that. Because mm-hmm. I was around like-minded people I met on a regular basis. And I was implementing what we were learning in the, the time between. And from there, things started changing drastically for my business. I made a vision board. I put up my affirmations. I had my goals. And my husband started seeing the change in me and the change in my business. And he started going for a goal of being in the profession he's wanted to be in. And now he's been in the field and he's moved his way up and he's been in it for 12 years now because he started applying those same concepts. I was, he was envisioning, he already had that position, started working out to get to that position. And, um, so now, I mean, it, it works. Yeah. I was going to say, go ahead, Fred. I was going to say, uh, lead by example. That is one thing I have never seen everybody really implementing that. You just hear the talk about it, but that is a an example of how you lead by example. You don't force somebody else to change. You do the change within yourself, and then it's just going to ripple. I love it. So, but to be honest, it was really hard because I'd come home and I'd be like all pumped up. I had all these ideas and I want to share them with him. He wasn't in the same place. He didn't want to hear about it. So again, that was kind of like button heads, right? But I, I knew I was doing this for me, but it took time. So I had to kind of just come home, be quiet, not share what I was learning, which is hard. But over time, he saw the change. So people that are out there that maybe have a partner that's not supportive or whatever, like you're your own person. You got to decide what works for you, even if your partner doesn't agree. And that's not the first time I've done it with my husband disagreeing. So, <laughs> <laughs> but again, very he's passionate, huh? No, I, I love, I love that you. T- See, the biggest thing here is that you took action. You could have just read the book, but you taking action, being a part of a community to help give you that support and share ideas makes a big difference than okay. just you know reading the book. And, and uh, right now, and I think even if people can't afford to pay a thousand dollars, there are plenty of groups out there. Um, you know, even you know books like Napoleon Hill, and you mm-hmm. know there are networks where you can go to the library, get the book, 
you yeah. know, and then, you know, read it, be part of that community and still get that support as you're trying to learn and grow yourself and learn to grow your business, you know, whatever direction you're looking into. But it does come down to taking action, yep. you know, and making a choice that I don't want to live this, you know, live this lifestyle anymore. I mean, you were in enough pain that you were willing to take that risk for yourself and for your family to get the skill set, to get the knowledge, and yeah. to actually to make a difference. And it paid off. Yep. You know, and that's where a lot of people are afraid they stay in their comfort zone. We mentioned, you mentioned that earlier, where you have to move out into your stretch zone, take a little risk and get yourself out there to make the difference in your life. The, the more you get out of your comfort zone, the easier it becomes. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of get, com- you get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yes. So. Yeah. And that's where the growth is. Mm-hmm. And you just keep growing. Yeah. So that's, that's great. No, I love it. I love it. I love, I love everything you've talked with us here tonight. You have definitely provided a wealth of information. We love the acronym. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's, love it's been, the acronym. Just absolutely been, love it. <laughs> it's been a great opportunity. I mean, where, where's, where are you going from here, Teresa? What, um, what, is, what does the future look like for you? My my goal is to retire from my massage practice, which I'm very grateful that I have a good clientele, but I've been doing it for 21 years. My body is ready to be done <laughs> working on clients, even though I enjoy it. And I want to start co- coaching full time. And my program is called my Unplugged Program. And I want to be doing yoga full time. Like I love yoga. I love yo- doing yoga with all different people. One of my loves is working with athletes because they are the most um, sometimes stubborn and they have in their head that it's not going to work for them. So I love like proving them wrong. Um, so I worked, I've been blessed to work with like football teams, high school football teams, hip hop crews. I got to work with the um, international Australian hip hop crew when they came here or hip hop international. That was a really cool experience. I got to watch them perform and compete. Um, I've worked with the NFL. I've worked with runners. Like, so it's again, I like to meet them where they're at, figure out what their goals are. I've worked with professional bodybuilders and seeing how they want to implement it to cross train. Mm-hmm. I just like the physicality of it. And I love, again, breaking down those barriers and proving them wrong that it's going to work for them. So that's kind of, that's my goal is I want to be doing that full time and then hosting yoga retreats so I can get out of the heat here in summer. <laughs> and my girls are going to help run my retreats for me awesome. and I can awesome. be more cooler. For the whole summer is my goal. What where where are you looking at doing these retreats? I've hosted my first out of state retreat in Alpine, Wyoming, which is a super oh. small town. Nice. Um, that was really cool. We did yoga outside by the waterfalls. Um, we went to natural hot springs. I had a couple of guest speakers. Um, I like Breckenridge, Colorado. I like mm-hmm. Park City area. Those are kind of my areas I'm thinking right now, but I, I don't know. <laughs> Sedona, have a couple different options. No, that's fantastic. I love that you're up to big things and that you're you're focused on where you want to go. And that comes with you being, you know, mindful, being disciplined, getting the right coaches in place, and putting yourself out there to take action, which is absolutely amazing. And all three of us here wish you the best. Thank you. And the, the greatest success in doing that. Now, we are coming to the end of our show here. How can somebody reach out to you if they wanted to get to know more about you, learn about your coaching? What would be the best way? Sure. Before I say that, I just want to share yeah. one other um, 
tool that people could use to learn more about the, the emotional connection to um, their physical issues. There's a movie on Amazon Prime. I mm. highly recommend the people I work with. It's called Emotion 2.0. And Dr. Bradley Nelson, who I got trained with, is in there. Um, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Uh, I can't think of – there's a few other practitioners there. That, they talk about the, the connection kind of more from a scientific point of view. So if people are interested in learning more of the why and seeing how it works, I'd highly recommend it's on Amazon Prime. I'd highly recommend watching that. Um, so anyways, where they can find me is I, I have a couple different websites. Um, I would say the best would be sereneyoga.com, and that's S-I-R-R-I-N-E yoga.com. That's also my handler on Instagram serene yoga or they can email me at teresa um at serenestudio.com no that's absolutely wonderful we appreciate you sharing with us tonight you've been a wealth of information uh, please reach out to teresa uh she can definitely get you back on track show you a lot of things that you weren't even aware of and really bring you to where you need to be so make sure you reach out to teresa porter teresa thank you again for being on our show uh, Chris and Fred, final thoughts. Let's go with Chris. Uh, thank you, Teresa, because it's 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 just great because like this is like the thing that I really believe like everybody should get started at is just getting connected with the self. And yeah. before you can go anywhere else, before you can try to figure, hey, oh, I hate this. I don't. No, stop. Connect with yourself first, then move forward. Thank you so much for that. The clarity is exactly what I wanted. That's exactly why I came. Thank you so awesome. much. Thank you. <laughs> And from Martinez. Teresa, I want to go ahead and say thank you so much talking about how the, the steps on how to invest in yourself because most people don't invest in themselves um, because you, would, you were talking about earlier about the individuals who are stressed out because they're just on the grind working, trying to make that money, probably saving the money for retirement and things like that. When you start focusing and investing in yourself, that is the investment that's going to that's gonna take you a lot further in your life or what you really truly want so thank you you're welcome thank you for having me this was fun i feel like we could talk for another hour <laughs> <laughs> well don't worry Teresa. we're going to get you back on the show again to talk about more amazing topics but for anybody who wants to get to know more about Teresa, make sure you check her out on all her websites and social media pages we're going to have information about her as well on our website at the extraordinarybeingmovement.com you can also download this audio on all major podcast posting sites and check out this video on YouTube as well. Make sure you like and subscribe to us. We're always under the Extraordinary Being Movement. We want to thank you so much for being with us and remember to join our movement. Until next time, we wish you the best to your success. Bye now. <laughs>